This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're thinking about Thanksgiving in two ways here today on Zoomer Radio, giving our personal thanks for all we have in our lives that makes us individually feel thankful. And we also want to focus on those who are less fortunate and who have a tough time making ends meet and who need food banks in order for them to pay the rent and keep the lights on so they can put food on the table. Gail Nyberg is the executive director of the Daily Bread Food Bank. She's come into the Zoomerplex today. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And to you too, Jane. How is the drive going this year, this season? Actually, it's interesting. I was looking at the numbers before I left. So we're running just a little bit ahead of food. And and so that's that's a good news. We're a little bit behind in money, but we haven't... We haven't counted yet, so uh, there's a lot of things we haven't counted over the weekend. So I'm confident by the end of the week, by you know, next Monday, we should be in pretty good shape. And in terms of a preference of what you would rather receive, uh, the food or the cash, because I know you can do more with the cash. I made my uh, my donation this morning online. It's really easy to do. It does make you feel good. But there's also that, I remember with when my children were young, taking the food to a fire hall so that they could, so that they could feel that, that other people don't have what we have. We need both. And you're right. Absolutely. With a cash donation, we buy wholesale and we can buy in bulk and we do very well. But for children and for some people need to have that concrete drop the food off, the food is going to someone. Realistically, I mean, the the media loves to come and watch what we're doing. And so if I don't have any publicly donated food and have nothing to sort, there is no visual. So it's a little bit of both. That's why both are so important to us. And food really is, it's, it is a visual. It makes us understand. It makes us, I mean, we all, that's just something that's so instinctive for all of us to see food and to understand that when we're hungry, we need to eat. And what we're realizing, a study came out not that long ago about the, the changing dynamics of the people who are using food banks, that there are a lot more older people, 45 plus in the, in the Zoomer demographic, who are using food banks that weren't before. Uh, refresh us as to why that's happening. For the most part, I think what, why that's happening is has to do with that recession of 2008 and the number, the vast numbers of people who lost good-paying manufacturing jobs. And realistically, they uh, once they, they lost those jobs, there was really no opportunity for good employment. So many of them working, but they're working at minimum wage. And if you're living, <laughs> if you live in Toronto or in the G- anywhere in the GTA on minimum wage, it's not a question about whether you're going to use food banks, just what day you're going to use them, whether it's the 10th of the month or the 25th, because you cannot pay rent, take the TTC, go to work on $11.40. There's just no possible way. So that's some of the reasons. And many of the jobs that have been created are customer service jobs. And so many of the older dynamics, especially in the male population, don't qualify for those or aren't qualified for those customer service type jobs. 
Do they receive, do people who, as you say, are making the minimum wage in Ontario, eleven forty an hour, and they're working their 40 hours a week, um, are they routinely coming to the food bank? Do, are they coming, as you say, once, twice a month, every second week? More of them are coming. We, we that's, a, that's a demographic that we've watched increase over the last 10 years. And so uh, if you're, if you I mean, there's two kinds of people who are working. There are those who are working for minimum wage and can't make ends meet. And then there, we have the precarious employment now where people want to hire somebody. They may be paying $20 an hour, but they'll only give you 20 hours a week. And so those are the two demographics of those who are working. And then there are those who basically are now not employable. They've lost jobs. Many of them have disabilities. And so uh, with the high cost of rent and now the high cost of food and public transportation, people are just finding uh, their backs against the wall. Is, is, can you put a percentage on um, the, num- the people who are coming to the food bank who are working? It's in the 25% range. And, and the rest of the people are just... Have- They're on, on some kind of assistance, whether it be disability, uh, Ontario works. Uh, they're living off, off savings. They've lost jobs. They're, they're living off savings. And they're using it as a stopgap. That's right. And, and what about the children? Well, that's the good news story. I, I always think, you know, we have to have good news. Uh, both the provincial and federal governments over the last five years have spent a good deal of time putting in place child benefits. And so we're watching in Toronto, that's the good news, the number of children using food banks go down from what used to be 35%, then 33 and this particular year we're at 29 And so that's the good news story. So the idea, I guess, for <clears throat> the Daily Bread Food Bank and other food banks is, is that you want to put yourself out of business eventually. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I do I always believe that there'll be somebody in need of, of some kind of help? Yes. But to the point that we're serving 80,000 hampers a month in one of the richest cities in the world, just there's something a matter with that. And so we need to get good progressive public policy changes. So people are not forced to make decisions on whether they're going to pay the rent or feed their children. Gail Nyberg of the Daily Bread Food Bank, the executive director of the Daily Bread Food Bank, has been kind enough to join us here in studio on Canadian Thanksgiving, giving thanks. Um, many of us have really great lives. And uh, Gail, is there anything you'd like you think about more on this day than any other day of the year, what you're thankful for? Well, I'm thankful I had all my immediate family over, all 12. So there were 12 of us who sat down for dinner. We had a great dinner. All the grandchildren were there. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's employed who who needs to be employed. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful today as well. I, you know, went to Daily Bread and uh, there's hun- hundreds of volunteers there. You know, my cousin came fr- with me, uh, which was good. Another part of the family. So I'm thankful for for family, and I'm thankful for people who give of their time. I'm sure that you feel uh, very much the same as Gail, and uh, I'll certainly be sharing what I'm thankful for as well here before we get to 1 o'clock, 416-360-0740, Beautiful, sunny day here in Toronto. Uh, what are you thinking about today? What makes you happy? A lot of us celebrate with our big meals on Saturdays and, and, and Saturday and Sunday of the long Thanksgiving weekend, so today is a day to digest 
rest and sit back and just relax and enjoy the day off, which also gives us an opportunity to go online to the Daily Bread Food Bank website and and make that contribution, a small contribution. If we were all to do that, you'd you'd probably double your goal goal in a day, right? (laughs) We likely would. And it's really easy, dailybread.ca. And as you know, Jane, it just takes a couple of minutes to, to do it. You know, I, I also think I'm thankful for the Blue Jays. I that know. That was some game last night. Wasn't that incredible? Uh, and two things I made note of in addition to making um, a cash donation today on your website. Um, one was about the volunteers, that you have so many people volunteering that at this moment you can't take any more volunteers. That is the one thing Daily Bread is so blessed with. We, uh, You know how you, you sign up to get tickets? You buy tickets from Ticketmaster and the, the open and everybody clicks in. And Well, we fill 500 spaces in 20 minutes. And we could have, and then we have a waiting list. People want to come and give back, and I'm very grateful for that. That's, that, you know, that's, I talked about volunteers are being thankful because we couldn't do what we do. The food that's collected now isn't just for like today or next week, it's for six weeks. It's to make sure that we have enough to send to all 130 food banks for the next six weeks, and that we need to get that sorted because when it's all mixed up, it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. That really, I mean, if, you, if you're at all worried about the, the, the human condition, that's got to restore your faith in humanity. <laughs> the fact that you fill 500 spots in 20 minutes. And until we got our system worked out, three times in a row, we crashed our website. People are so trying to get in there. And, you know, we now have uh, a more robust, a robust server and we can, we can do it. But it just, it, I, it's incredible to watch. It's like, okay, how fast can we do it this time? And how often do you do that, where you open up the positions and start over again looking for volunteers? We do it over uh, Thanksgiving. We do it again over Christmas. We have five or four or five different days that we do it. We do it during the spring drive. And then sometimes if we've got a backlog of food, we'll just spontaneously put something on our website and we can fill 100 spots Uh, by the end of the day. Just wonderful. On the Daily Bread Food Bank website, (laughs) dailybread.ca. The other thing I noticed that I wanted to mention to you was about today's Thanksgiving meal drop-ins. There are quite a number that you have today for people who are not sharing Thanksgiving with family or friends and and who can't afford to put on their own. It um, it really... really, um, Gives you that lump in your throat. It does. And, you know, Daily Bread is blessed uh, with volunteers and also with member agencies. So we supply food for, like I said, 130 member agencies, some food, food banks, some meal programs. We did meals at Daily Bread and had them shipped. They're doing them there. There are a number of places that people can go for a meal today. Not maybe in terms of sometimes because they have a need, but it's being on Thanksgiving, if you have no family and you're alone, can be a lonely experience. So uh, if, they call, if they call Daily Bread right now, people will give them a list or they can go online if they happen to have... Uh, there are all, all kinds of meals that yeah. are happening today. And this is the full turkey dinner compliment, is, I would think, right? Yes, it is, <laughs> with the pumpkin pie or apple pie. Very nice and gravy and uh, dressing, yeah, turkey. Yeah, yeah. Everything, all the fixing. Actually, we uh, we uh, our regular volunteers come to Daily Bread, had it on Thursday, and so we had a sample of what we were sending out, and it was pretty good. It was yummy. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a lot of Thanksgiving yeah. <laughs> last few days. 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. 
a lot of people say that we live in the greatest country in the world. And um, I certainly have noticed a change in the way we think about ourselves as Canadians from when I was a little girl in the 60s and 70s to now. Uh, it used to be we worshipped the Americans. We wanted to be like the Americans. What was it? You know, the Americans, they're just, we watched their television. We, we tried to identify with them. We th- thought the only thing that differentiated us between, between us and the Americans was the fact that we said Z and not Z, you know, um, that we pronounced our words just slightly differently. But now I I really feel a sense that Canadians feel a a completely separate identity from our American neighbors. Not that we think we're better than them, but just that we feel very Canadian. Uh, I notice when my husband and I go to a bunch of baseball games through the summer and we go see the Leafs once or twice and people sing Oh Canada with all their heart where they used to just kind of stay quiet and maybe mouth the words. People get into it now. I know they do. It was it was at, at my house yesterday. At, we were out on the deck and we had a propane fireplace and we had the radio on and all of a sudden I turned around and all three of my sons and grandsons were all standing singing Oh Canada with the people on the radio for the, I kind of where did that come from? I You're love so that. right. I'm sure the neighbors uh, by that point with Dark was wondering what was going on <laughs> yeah. at the Nyberg house, but they were singing at the top of their lungs. Yeah, no, we are very <clears throat> proud. Um, and people who go to, to Europe and to Thailand, the kids that are 20, 25 now and they travel, they're so proud to be Canadian. They get very excited when they meet Canadians overseas. We all have that Canadian experience. We all come from somewhere else. And even those of us who've been here for many generations uh, and have, have really identified with being only Canadian, um, we, we all share that feeling that we are newcomers to a new land. And, um, you know, I just just want to take a moment here to to acknowledge what's good in my life as well. Um, my husband, Myron, um, he's my second husband. He's the love of my life. I never thought I would feel love like that. Uh, met him when I was 40, so so thankful for that. My two children, Jacob and Jamie, what it means to be a parent. There's no other feeling like that in the world. And so you give thanks for your children and their happiness and their ability to have success, both of them having been able to go to university and uh, have have opportunities in professions that they love, they have, they feel passionate about. That brings me so much joy. Uh, my extended family, my father, who lost my mother uh, four and a half years ago and carries on and is um, at 74, one of the best role models I could ever imagine to have because uh, he has the energy of someone half his age. And my siblings, uh, who I adore, my sister's Deborah. And Laura, my brother Matt, and their children, uh, we were all together on Saturday. And my extended family, who I was with yesterday, Myron's sister Lydia, and her daughter Tanya, and her husband Chris, and their beautiful children, Ariana and Alexander. Um, and we all shared a Thanksgiving meal yesterday. And I'm sure you've had similar experiences through the weekend. And we can count our blessings, um, not to mention Zoomer Radio and um my thanks, and I mean this in the in the most sincere way to Moses Nimer and Libby Nimer, because uh, I lost my job in two thousand nine at another radio station in the city, and uh, uh, Libby scooped me up, and I've been here ever since, and I love coming in here every day. It's just a joy to work for Moses and uh, share in his vision of the Zoomer philosophy. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.